This is Big F and Joe, and you're listening to the Memphis Continental Wrestling Podcast. Without Memphis, there would be no hardcore, and obviously we all know where that leads. Live your best life, die your best death. You know, I've been in this industry for a long, long time. And you know, I got my start right there in Memphis, Tennessee. So what better person than to give a little intro to the only podcast in the UK that specifically talks about Memphis wrestling. That's right. We're talking about Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Folks, sit back, grab you a cup of hot tea. Hope you enjoy it. Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Got a doggone good-looking show lined up. This is the future, baby, and Jimmy Hart's here. You're not in the same caliber as I am. Who's the greatest wrestler in the world and why am I? You're acting like a hoodlum. Now, come on, quit it. Hello again wrestling fans and welcome to the studios of the Old Bakery as we get ready to give you another exciting week here at the UK's number one and only Memphis wrestling related podcast. We are the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. I am as always your host Mr Luke Jennings hoping the podcast finds you fine and dandy. We are here in 1984. Unbelievable we are here. Please do not forget to follow us on Twitter at Old Bakery Pro. That is right. You may have noticed uh a couple of weeks ago, we changed our branding. Um, I felt that the at Memphis cast was um, pigeonholing just Memphis, where we do other shows. So I've decided to change the thing to Old Bakery Pro. So you'll be able to find us there. Um, there's a bit of artwork that I got done, and uh, there's information about a new show coming. That is right, we are adding a fourth show to the brand. So we're going to be doing Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast, Hamburg All Stars, Monday Night Project. Coming very soon, Pura Rosso Passion. Uh, all Japan watch along, as we do here, but in old, old, all Japan. Old, all Japan. Uh, that is coming very soon. Um, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm like, I'm like the UK's own Conrad Thompson, just smaller and uh, poorer. Anywho, please do not forget to hit the subscribe button here on our home, the place to be wrestling network, home of great shows such as Wrestling's Chicken Salad, NWA Saturday Special, PTBN's Main Event, Nation Invasion, Highway to the Impact Zone, Monday Night Project, Hamburg All Stars, and many, many other great shows. You can follow the network on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. And now. Today, the 25th of November in 2023, we are joined, we have joined our second home, the WrestleCopia Network. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here and we are proud to be on the WrestleCopia, the WrestleCopia Network. We have not left PTBN, if you're listening and you listen on the PTBN feed, we have not left, le- we have not left, we have not left the place to be Wrestling Network. We have just had a, uh, a, um, an offer from Ray Russell, and we took that offer with uh, great pleasure. So, the WrestleCopia Network, if you are on the place to be wrestling network and haven't heard of WrestleCopia, it is the home of the hard work and Ray Russell, who brings you great shows such as Wrestling Memory Grenade, where at the minute he is covering WWF going from 1987 to 1988. He's very towards the end of 1987. He also brings you the regional wrestling show, where Ray and his co-hosts talk the territories, be it Jamie Ward talking 1981 Georgia, or Roman Gomez talking 1986 UWF. They have you covered, and coming very soon you want you 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 
you plead for Memphis shows. You plead for Memphis wrestling, and you get two shows coming at you one at very short intervals here on the WrestleCopia Network. Coming very soon to regional wrestling, 1985 Memphis. That's right, so you get to hear us on a Saturday, bringing you 1984, and then another day during the week, Ray and a co-host, yet to be announced, will be bringing you 1985 Memphis. He also has the Wrestling Stoop with Bob Roop. That's right, a legend of pro wrestling, Bob Roop, has a podcast with Ray where he talks... He's a star in, in wrestling and everything in between. He's discussed numerous topics over there on the Wrestling Stoop. It's a great listen um, if you like your uh, old school wrestling and if, if you like your old school wrestling memories. Obviously, uh, many people will remember Bob Roop from his time as uh, part of the um, Army of Darkness down there in Florida where he sh- uh, shaved half of it. Or he had the, did he have the Mohican or did he shave half, shave half of hair off? I think he had the Mohican. Um, but yeah, Ray uh, Ray has you covered on many many topics. Be it WWF, Georgia, UWF, whatever you you name it, Ray has got you covered. You can find more information on Twitter at WrestleCopia, and also don't forget to follow our sister network, the North South Connection. Again, available on all good podcast podcast suppliers, and they bring you such great shows as New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Alakat with Keithy, Extreme Three Red Dance, and many many other great shows. You can follow those guys on the network on Twitter at No So Pod Network. Do apologise, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very excited to be getting into 1984 Memphis. That's why I'm fumbling and bumbling over my words more than normal. You can also find North South Connection on YouTube. Just search North South Connection and you'll find them and you'll find us. YouTube.com forward slash at Memphis Cast allows you to watch various things, be it these episodes of Memphis or Japan. There's some WWF on there. Uh, it's a few other things. But I just like to keep it up. Like Pro Wrestling USA recently been going on there. So there's some there's some good stuff if you like that kind of uh, thing. Please visit whenitwascool.com for podcasts, articles, and much more on retro pop culture, comics, wrestling, movies, TV, toys, history, and more. Also, also like to give a big shout out to Dragon King Carl. I am now using the 1984 edition of the uh, uh, 300 page. Is it 300 page? It's a hell of a lot of pages. Um, is it? I can't see how many pages it is. It is 305 pages, so that is um, a hell of a uh, almanac, omnibus thing, whatever you want to call it. But we are now using that for the ins and outs of wrestling. This week, ladies and gentlemen, as noted, we are covering the 7th and the 14th of nineteen of January 1984. Well, last week we covered the 24th and 31st of December, where we saw losers leaving, phone calls, lots of promos, as well as all the usual awesomeness from the Memphis Territory. Before we head down to ringside, let's just have a quick look-see-look at what's been happening this first week. So, on the 1st of January 1984, there was a show here in Memphis, Mid-South Coliseum. 7,829 witnessed Norvell Austin and Sabu, not that one, defeating Art Cruz and the Jaguar. Dutch Mantel and Stagger Lee drew with Plowboy Frazier and Terry Gibbs. Dream Machine and Porkchop Cash beats Terry Taylor and Stagger Lee. The Rock and Roll Express defeated the A-Team in a stretcher match. The Fabulous Ones battled the Moondogs to a double disqualification. Sabu, not that one, defeated Austin Idol. Jerry Lawler defeated AWA World Champion Nick Bogwinkle via disqualification. Now I've got a slightly different uh, result here in my Mark James book because it mentions about King Conga. 
Uh, oh no, it just says King Conquer versus. So it may not have happened. And there's also, it should have been Austin Idol versus Joe LaDuke. And we've got Austin Idol versus Sabu. So, so maybe a card subject to change, brother. Uh, yeah, because it's also got Steve Cohen versus Bill Dundee. Bill Dundee's gone. So yeah, oh, good lord. So things are. Uh, Obviously, yeah, this is pro wrestling and things change. Second uh, of January 1984, Bob Armstrong is seriously injured in a weightlifting accident. His face is crushed and his nose is nearly ripped off his head when a bench he was lifting weights on collapsed. He would be out of action for several months and require extensive surgery. On the 3rd of January 1984, WWF holds a championship wrestling taping in the Agricultural Hall in Allentown, PA. This is the taping for 7th of January. Featured the de- debut of Mean Gene Ugland as he did commentary alongside Vince McMahon. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, if you're a fan of our vantage point, they cover 1984 um, in uh, great detail, and hearing Gene on commentary is hilarious. Um, also included in this taping is the announcement that Hulk Hogan and Bob Backlund would face Mr. Fuji and Tiger Chung Lee the following week. It also featured uh, Iron Sheik and Freddie Blassie as guests on Victory Corner. They also taped the 21st of January 1984 show and it featured the Iron Sheik defeating Mike Dorsett. Uh, Mr. Fuji was originally supposed to wrestle, but the Iron Sheik and Fred Blasty came out and convinced Mr. Fuji to let the Iron Sheik take his place. There is a show in the Louisville Gardens. 6,000 are witnessing the uh, Memphis Territory in Louisville. This is the largest attendance in Louisville history. And they witness the Road Warriors battling the Fabulous Ones to a double disqualification. And the results are not known. I will just double check that with my book. My book. I got my book. I got my bookie book. Uh, no, it's just uh, fabulous ones versus road warriors. Fourth of February, no, fourth of January. Good lord, Scant- Scranton, PA, in the CYC. I don't know what that is. Iron Sheik defeats Salvatore Belomo. Also on the fourth, there is a All Star Wrestling TV taping in the Fieldhouse in Hamburg. Featuring Iron Sheik defeating Denny Hill and Iron Sheik defeating Ken Jugan. On the 5th of January 1984 in Beaumont, Texas, Adrian Street defeats Ray Relampo Leon, Relampego Leon to win the Southwest Junior Heavyweight title. Also on the 5th in Shippingsburg, PA, the Iron Sheik defeats Israel Matia. And finally, on the 6th of January 1984, there is a world-class TV taping at the Sportatorium in Dallas, Texas. Andre the Giant and Iceman Parsons defeat the Super Destroyers. Kevin Von Erich defeats Jimmy Garvin by disqualification. Kamala defeats Rick Rude. Sorry, Rick Rudd. He would be called Rick Rude. Uh, Kerry Von Erich battled the missing link to a double disqualification. Chris Adams defeated Black Gordman. Johnny Mantell defeats Buddy Roberts. And in La Plata, Maryland, Iron Sheik defeats Chief J. Strongbow. And then finally, on the 6th of January 1984, there is a show in the Keele Auditorium for in St. Louis, Missouri. 10,752 witnessed. Ric Flair defeating Bruce Brody by disqualification. Harley Race defeated David Von Erich to win the NWA Missouri title. AWA World Champions Crusher Blackwell and Ken Patera defeat Dick the Bruiser and Gene Kaninsky. Dory Funk Jr. battled Bob Orton Jr. to a draw. Ron Ritchie defeated 666. Tully Blanchard defeated Buzz Tyler. King Cobra and Tiger Mask, that's Ken Wayne, defeated Roger Kirby and Scott Farris. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is that for that week. So without further ado, let's head down to Alliance and Dave and see what we've got on this first episode of 
And for Continental Wrestling Cast, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 132. Please enjoy. Again, part of it. Let's take a look at some highlights right here. So we've seen footage of the Fabs versus the Moon Dogs. I guess this is his, um, January the first. Uh, yes. And it's already broken down outside. The bell's barely rung and the bell's now ringing. I think the match has probably been thrown out already. I don't know. Oh, good lord. One of the fabs. I think a stand. One of them went into the uh, announce table. Jimmy Hart's on the outside. He's on the apron still. Got some braces on. Very festive. One of the Moondogs. Oh, thrown it into the table on their apron. Moondog bleeding. I don't know. The bell's still ringing. I think this match has got thrown out the minute it started, I think. We're seeing this clipped, obviously. Moondog. Oh, Atomic drop to Stan on the outside. There's tables everywhere. There's. Oh, pile driver. Pile, oh, no. Stan's blocked it. Stan blocked it. Good lord. Stan blocked it. He reversed the pile driver attempt. Otherwise, he'd have had his neck broken, I think, on that floor. Oh, Steve with a chair at the back of the other moon dog. A chair or a stick of some sort. Some sort of weapon. We're back to Lance. Yowza! For the moon dogs and the fabulous ones. And that little story is not completely over with. There's another chapter to go. You better believe it's another chapter, but it's going to be Jimmy Hart's chapter. You know, I can't wait, Russell. Do you realize no referee? This is the kind of match Coming that we Monday dreamed night, of, baby. got a match. Babs, moon dog. There will be no referee in the ring. That's right, no referee. That means no stop in the match, no disqualification. We can bring it. That means that Jimmy Hart can come out of the office, and I might can even get my feet wet with his cane right here. Oh, yeah. You know, like I said before, Billy Superstar Dundee was my best friend in life. And Steve Kern cost him a loser leave town. Well, it's going to be getting even for him, but it's going to be getting even for everybody you've done to the family, Fabulous Ones. It's going to be our night. No stop in the match. No disqualification, baby. No referee. The International Roughnecks, the Moondogs, the greatest team in the world. We're going to rip his head over his eyes and break a few bones up. Well, I can tell you one thing for a living fact. The uh, Fabulous Ones won't be just standing there on, not doing anything about it. It is going to be a wild and woolly match with no referee in the ring when the Fabs and the Moondogs get together Monday night. Dave, I think we're about ready for some more action in the ring. Let's get at it. Action. By the way, after it was over, I got a chance to talk to Bockwinkle, and uh, he came up with an interesting thing. So let's watch the highlights, and then we'll listen to Bockwinkle talk. So we've seen footage of uh, Jerry Lawler versus Nick Bockwinkle from this past Monday. Nick Bockwinkle in control with a hammerlock by the looks of it. 
Bockwinkle uh, chunks black boots. Jerry Lawler black singlet white boots. Trying to get Bockwinkle out of the day. He does. He's free. Arm bar now by Bockwinkle. Pulling the hair. Working over the left arm of Lawler over the apron. Bockwinkle pummeling Lawler in the corner. But the Lawler now back with some shots. Oh, takes Bockwinkle down. Snap there. Fist drop. Goes to cover. One, two. Kick out by Bockwinkle. Oh, Bockwinkle down. Face. Oh, knee to the gut. As you were seeing this uh, clipped for a music video. As we record this, uh, big happy birthday to Randy West. Legendary uh, cameraman and uh, video editor of uh, Memphis. Oh, kick by Lawler. Throw around. Oh, around again. Oh, throws Bockwinkle head first into the top turn, but holy moly. Back, the back of the head first, I should say. Oh, Calhoun's down, Calhoun's down. This looks like these two guys had a hell of a brawl, a hell of a match here. Lawler having his eyes ranked over the top rope. Bockwinkle fighting for that AWA world title. Oh, strap is down, the strap is down. Lawler now pummeling Bockwinkle. The crowd are going bananas. Jesus Christ, Lawler absolutely annihilating Bockwinkle with those lefts and rights. Calhoun, oh, Calhoun got thrown down. Lawler is a man possessed. Oh, no, Bockwinkle punched Calhoun. Calhoun down. Calhoun raises the hand of Lawler. Obviously by disqualification. Lawler has the belt in hand. Has his hand raised, but he's not the champion. Better than an hour right now since the end of a World Heavyweight Championship match. And I think a lot of the fans have seen all of the excitement that takes place in a great championship match. Uh, they wonder, how long does it really take to unwind after the pounding and the beating, the excitement and all the things that come out? We're sitting here in the dressing room with Nick Bockwinkle. He is one of the very few people still in the Mid-South Coliseum. It has been over an hour since the bout in which you defended the title against Jerry the King Lawler, Nick. A lot of people ask, they, they want to know how long does it take you to unwind? And in actuality, uh, the pain of the pounding that I had to take uh, still hasn't set in. Your adrenaline's still running too high. About three hours, usually. About the time you're getting ready to fall asleep. And then, of course, the real hell comes when you wake up the next morning. A lot of people wonder what goes on right after a championship match. And I'm going to tell you, because as it has gone on many times in the past, it's exactly what has happened tonight. In this past hour, I have been informed, if you want to use the expression by my friends, associates, or stooges, that the phone of Stanley Blackburn, who is a man who I seem to have a terrible time to reach when I try to reach him, with problems I have, with things that need decisions made by the championship committee, but it has already filtered back to me that because of the outcome of tonight's match, because I accidentally struck a referee, that, needless to say, you're a promoter, and, of course, Stanley Blackburn wanting to treat all of you nice humanoids properly, 
is talking about a rematch. Let's not kid each other. It's coming down the wire. They're pushing for it. There are those Lawler backers on the championship committee who want to see him the world's heavyweight champion. And I know this. Now, I'm going to propose something because I know the way the politics of my sport and my business works. I could put it off. I could put it off with all sorts of cute little things, not answering my phone, leaving the one city, going to the next, just avoiding people. It would take weeks before paperwork could be signed and we could go, we could play all sorts of technical games. You know how the bureaucracy is. But it, it's going to come down. Now, somebody asked, how do you feel? Well, the pain in my jaw, the pain in my head is really bad. I can feel it. I'm still functioning. But tomorrow morning, I'll probably be having soup for the next two or three days because I doubt if I'm going to be able to chew anything. And for one simple, pathetic reason, this great man, Jerry Lawler, who they think has the ability and the talent to be a world's heavyweight champion wrestler, I think everybody's missing the point. The name on the marquee is wrestling. On the world's heavyweight championship belt, it says wrestling. Now, in the first 15 minutes of this match that took place tonight, Lawler never saw daylight because I dominated it with wrestling. I used a forearm. I took, and a little later, used some more forearms. But no, not Mr. Lawler. All Mr. Lawler knows how to do good, and I'm going to tell you this right now, and you know it, and I'm sure you'll agree. Mm. Man throws a hell of a punch. When I start sucking soup through a straw for the next three days, that'll be my testament to it. Only because I'm still hot and the adrenaline's still flowing through my bones and my body is the jaw working. I doubt if it'll work tomorrow morning because that's when the cold and the agony and the pain will really set in. Now, Lawler, if you couldn't punch, what would you do? I really want to know. And I'll tell you what, I've just perked the curiosity of all your cretinous humanoids sitting out there. They would want to know, what would you do? Now, I'm going to make it easy for Stanley Blackburn and your promoter. I'm going to take and bring this match. I'm going to move it up quick. If Monday night is open, it is for me. And you can put it together in the Coliseum. I want $500 a punch. Did you catch that? Lawler to pay you and you to pay Lawler? No, 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 no. I'm making it easy by giving him a chance at the heavyweight championship again because I know they're going to try and shove it down my throat eventually anyway. So to entice it, to maybe bring it back a little quicker, make it happen a little quicker rather than three or four or five months down the line, if you are willing to agree to $500 a punch, because you see, Lawler, you probably got a very nice streak in your body and you don't want to give up $500 a punch, not the way you throw them. And the point really comes down to this. You don't want to give up that much money and if you can't throw a punch, you know what you can't do? You can't beat me because you cannot wrestle and I can. That's why I'm the world's heavyweight champion and that's why you're a contender. So there it is. The option is yours, Lawler. Put it in your pipe, smoke it. And before this show is over with today, Let's see what your answer is. Well, it didn't take the king long. We'll be talking to him about that a little bit later on. Right now, we'll take time out. We'll be back in just a moment. One of the more sensational nights of action. And you note the start time, 7.30.
there will be nine complete bouts going on at the Mid-South Coliseum and also you will note at regular prices. Opening bout will be Sabu going against the Jaguar. Terry Gibbs will be coming into the Coliseum to go against Giant Frazier. The Bruise Brothers will be facing the tag team of Stagger Lee and Jerry Gray. Then a Texas Tornado death match. Going to be a whale of a bout here when the A-team and the Rock and Roll Express, who have been uh, shedding some bad blood and plenty of blood on both parts, will be going in a batch where falls do not count and you go until somebody cannot continue. Texas Deathmatch, Rock and Roll, and the A-Team. A Mid-America heavyweight title match when the new Mid-America champion, the macho man, Randy Savage, defends against one of the toughest guys that he'll ever run across, Dutch Mantell. Dutchman knows him from way back. That'll be a doggone good bout. Then we will see King Conga. Conga was supposed to be in town last week. He did not make it. Uh, we don't know why exactly at the moment. A little later on, Jim Dillon is going to be telling us all about why he didn't make it. Conga will be facing Terry Taylor in this match. Then, and anything goes about, we already talked about, with no referee in the ring, the fabulous ones going against the Moon Dog. After that, it will be a bout in which Austin Idol will face the big Canadian, Joe LaDuke. Important thing here is the fact that if Idol can beat LaDuke, he is going to get 15 minutes with Jimmy Hart. The universal heartthrob and lumberjack Joe LaDuke in a bout that may result in Jimmy Hart getting some of his medicine too. And then comes one of the most interesting bouts that we have seen in a long time. AWA World Heavyweight Championship match. A defense by Nick Bockwinkle, the champion, against Jerry Lawler, who, in fact, if you looked at that tape, if you looked at the match yourself live last week, you know Lawler had him beat. And it was only that fluky disqualification where Bockwinkle hit the referee that they got that thing changed. But this situation is going to be that Jerry Lawler is going to have to pay up five hundred dollars for every punch that he throws the match is so important that stanley blackburn the president of the awa will be right down there with us at ringside to witness this world championship match jerry it is mixed emotions for me i know you beat him i had no question in my mind all of us knew you had him beat he deliberately got the doggone thing thrown out and yet it's a situation where you are agreeing to pay 500 bucks for every punch you throw, and man, uh, let's face it, you do have a dynamite right, and it has been instrumental not only in breaking bones, but in winning a lot of matches. What, what about this match? Well, you have said uh, almost, you've named almost every stipulation on this match. Now, first of all, let me get something straight. It's true, $500 for every punch that I throw is a lot of money. I mean, it can add up to a lot of money. I, I, I would imagine that if I had to pay $500 for every punch I threw in the last match, I'd be completely bro broke right now. But there are a few other interesting stipulations that go along with this. The reason, um, mainly the reason that I agreed to this, was as Nick Bockwinkle said, it was the only way to get a return title match with him this soon. I would have, just like he said, had to wait weeks, certainly, and, and uh, possibly months, and, you know, who, who knows how long. But the way I've got it figured is <coughs> that uh, he likes to talk about what a great wrestler he is. And it's true, he is a great wrestler. And he likes to talk about the fact that I don't know how to wrestle and all I can do is punch. Well, 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny the fact that I'm a pretty good puncher. I think so too. I'll agree with Mr. Bockwinkle on that. And I put a little calculator to it, Lance, and I figure that if I threw twenty punches, five hundred dollars a punch, that's ten thousand dollars. Oh yes. Mm. Now ten thousand dollars, believe me, is an awful lot of money. Yep. But at the same time, Lance, it's not a lot of money if you're talking about when you spend that $10,000, you get the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh -huh. Now, what I'm saying is, I figure that I'm going to be able to have Nick Bockwinkle in the shape where I can pin him with 20 or less punches. That's what I'm shooting for. And the reason I'm shooting for this, and the reason I'm confident in this, is because of another little stipulation that you haven't let the fans know about yet, that they don't realize. There's always bargaining that goes on back and forth when you uh, negotiate these title matches. Now, Nick Bockwinkle, it's true. I did. I went to Stanley Blackburn. I called him immediately. I told him what happened. I said, I want another shot at the title. Well, then Blackburn had to talk to Bockwinkle. Bockwinkle said, the only way I'm going to give him a shot is if he agrees to pay $500 a punch. Well, when Blackburn came back to me with this, I said, I'll agree to pay $500 a punch if I can have a knockout-proof referee in there, somebody that I don't have to worry about if Nick Bockwinkle knocks him down, I still want him there to count those shoulders out. So we have got, as you saw on the card there, two referees. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, one of them is either going to be Jerry Calhoun, Paul Morton, or some, one of those guys. That's okay. That doesn't matter. But the other one, and this is very interesting, and this is why I feel so good, and this is why I'll risk $500 a punch, because the other referee is going to be Austin Idol. The heartthrob is going to be one of them. Now, I know that Nick Bockwinkle is not going to shove Austin Idol around, and I know he's not going to punch Austin Idol and knock him down. If he does, Austin Idol is still going to be right there to count Bockwinkle's shoulders out. Now, I know how important this match is, and I think the AWA knows how important it is, and they know how big it is for the simple fact that Stanley Blackburn, the president of the AWA, is going to be right here in Memphis right at, at ringside. ringside. Yes, sir. And all I can say is the last time he was at ringside, the AWA World Heavyweight Championship changed hands. Now, he knows what's taking place, and he's going to be there. And Nick Bockwinkle, I'm going to be there, and I'm going to have $500 for every punch thrown. And believe me, it's going to be the best money that I've ever spent in my life because I'm not walking out of that ring in Memphis unless I have that big diamond-studded World Heavyweight Championship belt in my hands. That's a promise. Okay, Jerry, good luck to you. By golly, you fought it through. You know your strategy. And I'll tell you what, I'm convinced after the last meeting that this is the time. We're going to take time out, and we'll be back. Out here all the time, I didn't want you. Come out here. You've talked about all the matches with the Moon Dogs and everything else coming up. One match you didn't mention was the Austin Idol Joe LaDuke, and I bring that up because... With Austin Idol uh, getting past Joe LaDuke, he then gets Jimmy Hart in the ring for 15 minutes. Okay, you got a film of Austin Idol show yes, it right I now. I know you got a VCR. Show okay. what he's got to say. All right, let's take a listen to Austin Idol. A heartthrob. You know, I must say I'm not really happy about what's happened in the life of Austin Idol the last couple of weeks in Memphis, Tennessee. You see, two weeks ago, some scrawny little skinny weasel by the name of Jimmy Hart took a blackjack out of his vest pocket and knocked me colder than a mackerel right in the middle of the ring. And of course, I had some all planned out real good for Jimmy Hart the following week. All I had to do, you see, was beat Joe LaDuke. 
And then I had 15 minutes to do anything else. But when Julian Luke comes to Memphis, he's on crutches. He says, I can't wrestle. Now, darling, what I think, I think that's a flimsy excuse, you see, because I don't think Jonah Duke was ever hurt in the first place. So they bring in some geek, they call him Sabu, and just when I got the sleeper on Sabu, the Duke, all of a sudden, now he can walk pretty good, because he hit me right in the back of my noggin, Jack, and knocked me cold again. Now, that's two weeks in a row, and you know something? I don't like it. Now, I'm saying one thing, Jack, and you can take it to the bank. Jola Duke, you're big, you're bad, and you knocked off a whole lot of people, all the way from Tokyo to Japan to Memphis, Tennessee. And I'm telling you right now, darling, and you can bank on it. Monday night, I'm going to knock you off, and you know what that means? That means I'm finally going to get my hands on Jimmy Hart. And after I take you apart, Hart, I'm talking about taking you apart. I'm talking about ripping your clothes off. I'm talking about embarrassing you. I'm talking about making you look like the fool you are. <laughs> and then I'm going to get the opportunity that actually warms the cockles of my heart when my good friend King Lala said, hey, I want this one to make sure that there ain't no referee going to get knocked down. I want to make sure there's going to be somebody that's big enough and bad enough can count shoulders and count three. Well, Donald, I can count to three, and I'll guarantee you, when I see the king pin Nick Bockwinkle, Donald, I'm going to count one, two, three, to coin a phrase that Hart uses quite a bit around here, the greatest day in his life. Monday night is going to be the greatest day in Austin Idol's life. I'm going to be Joe LaDuke, I'm going to be Jimmy Hart, and I'm going to be the one to count one, two, three, grab that world's heavyweight title, and pass it to my buddy, King Lala. Monday night, I'm looking for a whole lot of action. This is going to be the greatest day in my life. New world's champion. I can't wait. Woo! We said last week that Lawrence Russell was interviewing Austin Idol. Austin Idol was very uncharacteristic of what he is. He wasn't that. He was like, yeah, Lance, yeah, great. And like, Lance didn't put him off. He wasn't... Uh, it just wasn't the same. It wasn't the usual Austin Idol. It was the last week, but this week, he's back to back to being Austin Idol. To Memphis and second Russell, a second-rate guy, a bleach-blonde guy, a musclehead, somebody that don't have no respect for nothing. Austin Idol, I'm going to show you. I'm going to teach you respect. I'm going to teach you what it is to make your maker. When I tell you to go down, you go down. When I tell you to say, please, please, this is the corridor mendacity, Blondie. You're coming in the ring in Memphis, and my foot is right. I've been training. I know you've been eating turkey and stuffing and all of that. I know you got a wife and a little baby. You got to take time for that. I don't have nothing, brother. All I've got is training and drinking beer and be tough and be mean. Everybody think I'm tough. That's right. I am tough. All of you moron out there sitting in your living room, you don't think that I'm going to come to the Graceland City for peanuts when I'm through with you, Austin Idol. I'm gonna get you, Lawler. You're gonna have to sign it. <laughs> 
box office in Jackson will be open at 12 noon tomorrow. Ah, I heard that. We'll be looking forward to having all of you bring out your families around the area. One of the matches coming up Monday night that we mentioned is going to be a bout that will have Dutch Mantel challenging the new champion, Randy Macho Man Savage. And we made a comment a little bit earlier, Dutchman, that uh, Savage is no stranger to the Dutchman. No, he's no stranger to me now. I understand he sent an interview in here and he said a lot of bad things about me. And I haven't heard it, but I want to hear it right now before I start talking. Okay, let's take a listen. Randy Savage. American heavyweight champion, the Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, Harry Taylor was tough. But I want you to be a fighting champion. Wrestle Dutch Mantel. Take on all the challenges, Randy. Randy Savage is in the, I think, the ICW studio with uh, Angelo Poffo. Yeah, it's like a net going up an elephant's back with a rape on its mind, Dutch Mantel. No, man. Can't do nothing against the macho man. Yeah. Number one professional wrestler. Complete mental insanity. Yeah. What a champion, Randy. You're going down in history as the greatest. Yeah. The greatest champion. I also broke this chair by sitting down. That's not bad, huh? Broke the chair by sitting down. Mid-American heavyweight champion. I beat Dutch Mantel with the pile driver. No, I can't do that. It's disqualification, man. I'll roll you up with a small package. But I want you to drop to your knees, man. Lance Russell in the ring. And I want you in front of Nationwide TV. Don't ask anybody that the Macho Man Randy Savage is the greatest professional wrestler of all time. Okay, let me say one thing right now. Monday night in Memphis, Tennessee is going to be a big night of professional wrestling. It's a new year, and everybody's going to try to make a new start in the whole new year. Right here. But I'm going to say one thing. I'm going to be out watching Lawless match, I'm going to watch Idols match, I'm going to watch the Fast match. But, but the match I'm interested in the most, of course, is mine. And I'm thankful for one thing that they don't find me $500 for every punch I throw because I intend to knock Randy Savage's lights out right there Monday night, baby. Now, I'm going to say one thing. He's got a big reputation. I've had run-ins all across the country with this guy, and he is a certified nut, Jack. Really? But I'm going to say one thing, Savage. I want you to bring that big macho reputation, and I want you to climb in the ring, and let's just see if that macho reputation can hold up. Now, I've held that Middle America title before. I've held it several times, and I intend fully... 100% to go out Monday night and try my level best to take it back because, Savage, I am looking for you, baby. I got you at my size, and I intend to lay you low Monday night. And when I'm looking, I usually find somebody. And, Savage, one more thing. If you're anywhere listening to this TV, I'm going to be in Jackson, Tennessee tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Don't forget it. I want you to show up, baby, because we've got a score to settle, and there's only one way to settle it. That's inside the ring. You show up. I'm going to be there. Okay. Good luck to you, Dutchman. We're going to be looking forward to that little uh, confrontation. I've heard a lot of guys that uh, had it going on the track and they were going to do all of this and that. They ran into the Dutchman and found out that it's a whole lot easier said than it is done when you start talking about taking care of that gentleman. We're going to take time out right now, regroup, check our time, and we'll be back in just a moment. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was the 7th of January, 1984. Again, do apologise, not much action, but this is the this will be the last time we have that issue because uh, I'm pretty sure going forward we will be seeing full videos so we can uh, call some action and have a good time. But we're having a good time now. And before we hit to the 14th, let's have a quick look around. On the 8th of January, 1984, WF held a show in the Riverfront Coliseum in Cincinnati, Ohio. It was main evented by WF champion the Iron Sheik, defeating Pat Patterson by disqualification. Also on the 8th, JCP and NWA had a show in the Coliseum in Charlotte, North Carolina. 5,017 witnessed a World Tag Team Title Qualifying Tournament. 
The Assassins, being Judy Hamilton and Hercules Hernandez, defeated Mark and Jay Youngblood. Dory Funk Jr. and Jimmy Valiant defeated Ivan Koloff and Ernie Ladd. The Road Warriors fought Wahoo McDaniel and Buzz Sawyer to a double disqualification. David and Kerry Von Erich defeated Rufus R. Jones and Bubba Smith. The Assassins then defeated Angela Mosca Sr. and Jr. Bob Orton Jr. and Don Canoodle defeated David and Kevin Von Erich. Dory Funk Jr. and Jimmy Valiant defeated the Assassins. Greg Valentine defeated NWA United States Champion Dick Slater via disqualification. Bob Orton and Duncan Noodle fought, defeated Dory Funk Jr. and Jimmy Valiant. Ricky Steamboat defeated Sergeant Slaughter in a match billed as Steamboat's last in, in Charlotte. Also on the 8th, Toronto, Canada, Maple Leaf Gardens, 9,448. C. Nick DiCarlo and Brickhouse Brown defeated Tim Gerard and Gary Royal. Vic Rossitani Ros, Ros, Rossitani defeats John Bonello. Is referee John? That is referee John Bonello. Billy Red Lions wrestled the Destroyer to a draw. Ruddy Kay and Terry Kay defeated Johnny Weaver and Sam Houston. Tito Santana defeats Leo Burke. In a dog collar match, Roddy Piper defeats Kurt Von Hess. Angela Mosco defeats NWA Canadian champion Sergeant Slaughter by countout. I'm guessing that's Roddy Piper, one of Roddy Piper's last independent dates. Uh, on the 9th of January here in Memphis, there is a show in the Coliseum as they were then promoting. 5,609 witness Sabu defeating the Jaguar. Art Cruz drew with Terry Gibbs. Pork Chop Cash and the Dream Machine defeated Staggerly and Jerry Gray. The A-Team defeat the Rock and Roll Express in a Texas Deathmatch. King Conga defeats Terry Taylor. Dutch Mantel defeats Mid-America champion Randy Savage via disqualification. Austin Idol defeated Joe LeDuc. The Fabulous Ones defeated the Moondogs in an Anything Goes match. And AWA world champion Nick Bockwinkle defeated Jerry Lawler by disqualification. I guess we'll probably see some sort of highlight of one of those, a couple of those matches. Um, also in the ninth, in Fort Worth, Texas, Super Destroyer defeated Brian Adias to win the world-class TV title. Uh, in Akron, Ohio, in the breakaway, Iron Sheik defeated Pat Patterson by disqualification. Southeastern Championship Wrestling, Charlie Cook defeated Jerry Stubbs for the Alabama title. On the 11th of January, in Florida, Mike Rotunda and Mike Davis defeat Ron Bass and One Man Gang to win the United States Tag Team titles. Jericho, New York High School Gym, Iron Sheik defeated Chief J. Strongbow. On the 12th in Marlborough, Massachusetts, I wonder if that's where Marlborough cigarettes are made. Let me know, at Old Bakery Prod, uh, at Old Bakery Pro, let me know, is Marlborough, Massachusetts the home of Marlborough cigarettes? High School Fieldhouse, Iron Sheik defeats Salvatore Bolomo, 13th, Banger Main Auditorium, Iron Sheik defeats Chief Dre Strongbow. And finally, on the 14th of January 1984, WF has a show in the Boston Garden. Boston, Boston, Massachusetts, 14,800 witness John Callahan fighting Rudy Diamond to a draw. Eddie Gilbert defeated Rene Goulet. Salvatore Bolomo defeated Charlie Fulton. Tony Atlas defeated Bob Bradley. Tiger Chung Lee defeated Tony Guerrero via countout. Sergeant Slaughter defeated Pete Doherty. Paul Orndorff defeated S.D. Jones. Pat Patterson defeated Iron Mike Sharp. Bob Backlund defeated Iron Sheik via disqualification. And Sergeant Slaughter won an 18-man battle royal. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's head down to Lance and Dave as we cover the 14th of January, 1984. Please enjoy! You're taking a little video history of the... In bad shape. And now the referee being abused. It's got to the point where I believe I see that Stan Lane is but 
We start off how we started off before with the Moondogs versus the Fantastics. We now tip forward and Steve is in control of the Moondogs. Bashing him head first into the top turnbuckle. Well, the other one. Oh, no, that's it. Monday night, all the bouts that have gone in the past will be behind it. It's all going down Monday night because it's a no time, no disqualification, Southern Tag Championship, and the loser leaves town. You know, every time the fabulous ones have gotten the ring with the Moon Dogs, there's nothing but blood, sweat, and tears. And I'm going to tell you something. We don't look forward to getting in the ring with these guys, and this is going to be the last time. This is going to be like the last tango in Memphis because we're not going to get in the ring with them again. This will be the last match. Not only will it be the last match, it'll be the last appearance of the Moondogs in this area because one thing we're going to do is we're going to beat them right in the middle of the ring for the loser leave town, and they're going to be gone. We're sick of having to get in there, fight for our lives every time we get in with the Moondogs. This is the last chance. Jimmy Hart... You better fire them boys up because we plan on being here after this week. Well, of course, not only the titles, but even bigger than that, Stan. If you don't beat them, it means bye-bye to the fabs for here. Lance, you got to give the devil his due. I'm going to say right now for all these people and the millions of people that are watching right now, those guys are probably the toughest team that we've ever faced. They're not the greatest wrestlers. They wouldn't win any awards on wrestling ability. But when you get them in a squared circle and you've got things around the ring like chairs, boards, tables, all kinds of stuff that they'll use, mm. they are tough. There's no doubt about that. And Steve and I have gone through about six or seven months of hell every time we stepped in the ring with the Moondogs. Like Steve said, Monday night is the big one. It's going to be Armageddon. I don't know if they're going to carry some of us out or all of us out, but one thing is for certain. We don't want to leave here. The winner will be staying here, and the winner will have the southern straps around right. their waist. There's a lot at stake Monday night. Somebody's going to get hurt. I hope it's not Steve and I. We're planning on staying here for a long time, Lance. We love all the people here. They support us through thick and thin. And Moondogs, pack your dog houses up. You're leaving town. I got a good luck to you guys. I'll miss you if you get lawn. And I don't want to be lonely around here, so be ready, will you? Stan and Steve, the fabulous ones in a loser-leave town match with the international roughnecks. Believe me, that is going to be some kind of a conference. It'll be hard. The International Roughnecks, the Moon Dogs. Well, listen, look at those signs. Don't bother me at all, baby. You know what, Russell? This is going to be the greatest good, day of my life. I feel so good. Can you imagine? You know what? The fabulous ones, the fabulous ones seem a little scared out here. Did you listen to them a while ago? Did you hear Stan Lane going, you know, we love the people. Some, hey, we love the people too, don't we, Moon Dogs? We love the people. Let me tell you something, baby. An era in professional wrestling is over right here in Memphis, Tennessee. You know, the fabulous ones came on the scene and everybody was so excited. They brought all their little videotapes and riding in the big shiny cars and, and their motorcycles. But you see, guys, that don't win matches. You know what? In my heart, I might, you know, I really hate to see these guys leave because they've made Jimmy Hart and the Moondogs a pocket full of money, baby, because all these stupid people over here came to see the fabulous ones try to whip the Moondogs, but they just couldn't get the job done. Now, we've got a match. Like I said, it is over. The era is over of the fabulous ones. The match. Can you believe it? A dream come true for me. The greatest night of my life. No time, no, no time, no disqualification. Loser leave. Loser leave town, but also the winner gets the Southern Heavyweight Championship yeah. belts, right or wrong. On the line. Like I said, Fabulous Ones, you know, they seemed a little scared. Didn't they act nervous well, to you? Well, now you're the, just imagining. No, I'm not imagining anything. You're imagining it. Let me tell you something right now, Fabs. 
please, please bring Jackie Fargo with you because after we defeat you, I don't want Eddie Marlin calling me on the phone making excuses like, will you give him one more shot because it won't be any more shot, right or wrong. Oh, it's over. Loser leave town. Loser leave town. You are gone. Like I said, an era is over. The Moondogs and Jimmy Hart will be the new sex symbols in professional wrestling over here, baby. Really? <laughs> Come on, Moondogs. Jimmy Hart, the international roughnecks, the Moondogs. Don't wave goodbye to her prematurely. Robert, how you doing, partner? The Rock and Roll Express, Rick. Ah, good to see you. We were just sitting here looking at the uh, tape of the World Tag Champions in action in there. They're pretty impressive, no doubt about it. Before we get talking with you guys about the bout coming up Monday night, I'd like for you to listen to what the World Tag Champions had to say about this bout coming up Monday night. Memphis, get ready. Big, big AWA World Tag Team Championship match coming up between the tag team champions Ken Patera and Jerry Blackwell against none other than the Rock and Roll Express. You know, some I threw out a lot of challenges, and the first one was to Jerry Lawler for a partner of his choosing. And he couldn't find a partner because he's scared to death of Jerry Blackwell and Ken Patera. And then I threw out another challenge for the fabulous ones. They backed out. And the only one, the only team that had the guts to follow up on the challenge was the Rock and Roll Express. Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton. Well, boys, the Rock and Roll Express is going to be derailed once and for all. I'd like to introduce at this time Sheik Adnanel Casey from Baghdad, Iraq, the man that made it all possible for Jerry Blackwell and myself to become the AWA World Tag Team. <laughs> You know, Mr. Ken Resnick, the Arab people had invested a billion dollars in America and around the world. And that was some type of investment. But this investment here for the tag team champion of the world, no money, no oil in the world could replace it. The tag team championship of the world and 800 million Arab people are proud of His Highness and Sir Lawrence. And I am so proud of myself. And 800 million Arab in the world. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. And all it means, masari, my man. 470 pounds, Jerry Blackwell. Well, let me tell you something. Everybody in Memphis knows me. And they know my partner very well. And we're coming down there giving the Rock and Roll Express a privilege to get in the ring with two that's on the very top of the heap. When you become the AWA World Tag Team Champions, you're the best in the world, bar none. And when we walk all over y'all boys, y'all gonna realize, y'all gonna say, they are the best in the world. And then, Lawler, if you can get a partner, if you got any guts, maybe you'll get in the ring. <laughs> Hello! Memphis, get ready. The Rock and Roll Express against the heavyweight tag team champions of the world. And I've seen guys before that uh, took the Rock and Roll Express a little too lightly, and that may be what's happening with the world champion, fellas. <laughs> Last you understand anything of that? Not very little. Let me tell you, you know, these guys here may be big and they may be bad, and I've got to say they are the world's tag team champions. But, brother, one thing that we lack, we got speed and we got agility. And when we step in that ring, I'm going to tell you, in Memphis, Tennessee, these guys are going to have one of the biggest surprises you've ever seen in your life. But, baby, we're going in there, and we're going to win, baby. We're tired of being down on the ground. The Rock and Roll Express is coming for one thing, brother, and that's to put those world titles around our waist. Woo!
You know that the fans will love it, Robert, so good luck to you out there, Monday. Well, appreciate it, Lance. I hope they come out there and just think uh, we're underdogs. We're going to go out there and do one thing, so we're going to pin their shoulders to the mat. The R&R, &R, there they are, Rick and Robert. Boy, I can tell you this, they have surprised a lot of teams that took them a little lightly. Let's take a look at the action coming up completely down at the Coliseum. Night of Champions is absolutely correct. The starting time is uh, 7.30. And will you also note that the pr ticket prices, even though it is a full night of champions, four, five, and six, the regular prices for the action coming up at the Coliseum Monday night. The opening bout, Terry Gibbs will be going against Mr. Ebony. Then there's a most interesting bout we'll be looking at, and that's the Bruise Brothers will be facing the A-Team. That's going to be something. Then the Zambui Express. You'll have your first look at them right here uh, in just a few moments. They'll be going against Art Cruz and Jerry Gray. King Conga will be having the test of Stagger Lee that he's going to have to face. Hey, here's a match you got to be there to see. This is a Mid-America title match with no disqualification. And rough and tough, wild, macho man Randy Savage is going to have to face one more time a guy that he knows all too well, Dutch Mantel. But note, there is no disqualification because the suspect nature of it last week was that Savage with uh, Angelo Popo looked like he may well have gotten automatic or uh, intentionally disqualified. All right, then there will be an international heavyweight title match when Austin Idol faces Sabu the wild man now the only thing I want to point out here is after the mess that Austin Idol made of Jimmy Hart and his clothes last week uh, they are going for a back alley street brawl rule that's where everybody comes in in their clothes and the idea is that one guy walks out without his clothes on that's Idol and Sabu a southern heavyweight title match when the killer Carl Krupp will be bringing that big claw in, trying to take the title away from Jerry the King Lawler. Then an AWA World Tag title, our first look at Ken Patera, the world's strongest wrestler, and his partner Crusher Blackwell, facing the exciting Rock and Roll Express. And the final bout of the night, yeah, that's right, plenty of action still to go. The Southern Tag Team titles on the line. No time, no disqualification, and please note, it will be the loser of this match leaving town when the international roughnecks, the Moondogs, go against the Southern Tag Champs, Stan and Steve, the fabulous ones. All of it coming up Monday night, 7.30 is the time. No increase in price. The regular prices prevail. We hope maybe you'll bring it right on down. Will coming back in, Jimmy Hart. He's got plenty of activity coming up Monday night. And I'm certain we'll be hearing from it. Yes, you know, Jimmy Hart. First of all, let me, I want Eddie Marlin to come out here right now because I want to knock his false teeth out of his mouth. You know, what's he trying to do? You know, he had, he had my Bruise Brothers against the Grapplers, and yes, now he he's got the A-Team against the Bruise Brothers. Bruce Brothers. You know, he's trying, let me tell you something. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to destroy the family, but it's not going to work this time. I am telling you, baby, you're going to see a clean scientific match, and I promise you this time, Russell, oh, I'd like to okay, hit the old Jim. man one time. I promise you this. He's in my hair. He's driving me crazy. Drive. But let me just say this. Let me settle down for a second. I just returned from Hollywood, California this morning. You see this right here. If I'm lying, I am dying, baby. Universal Studios, get a close-up of this. We're all out there to see my good friend, Killer Carl Crew. Get a shot of this body, baby. Get a shot of it now. He was doing a little picture out there, and I said, Killer, I need you. I need you here. He said, what's the mission? And I said, you need to get rid of Jerry Lawler for me, and I want the Southern Belt. And, baby, here he is Mr. right now. Hart, I thank you for the opportunity 
to one more time apply the German claw to Mr. Jerry Lawler, sir. And I am deeply grateful that the opportunity has once more presented itself. Mr. Lawler, you remember the claw. And I will be the new Southern Heavyweight Champion, Mr. Lawler. It will be it. <laughs> Killer Carl Croup hasn't been here for two years, if not a little bit longer. Uh, yeah, you, you haven't missed a lot. If you haven't if you haven't been following the show, you haven't missed a lot. He's not the greatest. Especially in 1984. 1984, this was still sort of... It's now Russian sort of heels. And everyone's like a Russian, not a German. Is, is we've got Nikita Koloff and Ivan Koloff and Krusha Khrushchev and all those kind of guys. The sort of the, the bad Germans, probably about 20 years out of date. And now we've got Sabu here as well. It's not, uh, not, not, not ECW Sabu, this is the Wild Man Sabu. Mixed between Taz, the original Tasmaniac, and uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Again, not the greatest, but he's here again. Austin, and we're going to strip all of your clothes. So, you know, Austin thinks he's so cool. You know, he takes pride in that big upper body when he comes out with all those muscles. Well, let's see if you take pride in your lower body, baby, after we strip you off in the nude right there in the middle of that ring, baby. But this is Sabu, and we're going to do one thing to you, right, Sabu? We're going to hit him. We're going to hit him. We're going to beat him with everything we can do. You understand that? And I will humiliate you like you did me. Kill a car crew. The moon dogs. Sabu, it's going to be the greatest night of our life, and I promise you that. Come on, guys. Oh, Jimmy Hart about to have himself a little heart attack right there over all the activity. But that's just a part of the night of champions that will be taking place at the Coliseum. Monday night, Sabu. Killer Carl Krupp in action. We're going to take time out and we'll be back. At one point, Jimmy Hart's first family consisted of Stagger, Little Cuckoo Ware, Bobby Eaton, and those guys. Now he's got Killer Carl Krupp again and Sabu is sort of a, it's, it's dying down, but it's going to get better. We're seeing footage now of uh, Bockwinkle against Lawler again. Bockwinkle was on the back of Lawler, applying a sleeper, but Lawler turned him over and he collided with Jerry Calhoun. Jerry uh, punching Lewis left hand. The strap is down, the strap is down. Oh, be grand. And again. This is costing Lawler a lot of money. Jimmy Hart now on the uh, apron. Stopped by Paul Morton. Paul Morton came in at the ring to. Uh, both, oh no, Jerry Lawler just threw Nick Bockwinkle over the top rope. That is a uh, disqualification, I believe, in AWA. Lawler now suplexing Bockwinkle back in. Goes for the cover. Who the hell is this? Austin Idol, one, two, three. Austin Idol makes the pin. Jerry Lawler is the new AWA World Heavyweight Champion. He was on this side of the ring. He was thrown over the top rope. And that stopped everything. I'm going to hold the title What up. do you mean you're going to hold, hold it up? Hold it up by what? No way. There's no way for yeah. you to hold it up. I'm holding it up. We're going to take it before the committee, and I've got a tape of the whole thing. He threw him over the top rope right there. And you cannot. He cannot hold up the title. He cannot. I'm supposed to be the champion. I'm the champion. What, what he's saying about? is true. I know what he's saying in there. But and he's drawn 
him over the top rope. You no longer have the title. It's being held up. Maybe you've got it, and maybe Mr. Lawler's got it, but it's being held up for the time being. Yeah, that's exactly what the decision by Stanley Blackburn, who is the president of the AWA, uh, he made the ruling, and of course the committee did in fact take a look at the tape. There he is, the king. He was certainly directly involved, and uh, Jerry, I just knew that was it. You had him. You beat him right there in the middle of the ring. Well, you know, it really gets to be, it really gets disappointing after a while because it seems like every time I wrestle Nick Bockwinkle, I come out here the following Saturday, and you're saying, and the fans think, and I feel like that I beat Nick Bockwinkle but I never have the belt. Yeah. And that is what is really discouraging and really disappointing. And, uh, you know, this was just another time, another opportunity, and these opportunities don't come that often to get a world title shot. And it's another one that's gone by the wayside because I did have the man beat. I did have him pinned. But then to lose, or not to lose, but to, to lose the belt on a technicality, you know, even though they held it up for the time being, then the word comes down yesterday that the championship committee viewed the film and they decided that he was thrown over the top rope. I, it wasn't, certainly wasn't intentional. All I know was he was on my back, had the sleeper hold on. I just tried to get him off the same way I did originally, suplexed him back in the ring and pinned the man. But they say because he went over the top rope that, uh, you know, it was a disqualification at that point. And so, you know, I'm standing here without the world heavyweight yeah. title again is what it boils down to. And after that, I also, of course, asked for an immediate rematch. And uh, now Nick Bockwinkle is apparently doing what he said he would do before. He's stalling. He's told Stanley Blackburn that he's going to take some time off. He needs a rest and all of this sort of garbage. So, uh, you know, it may be uh, quite a while before I get another shot at Nick Bockwinkle. In the meantime, though, uh, you know, it's something that you could just, I, I could sit around and, and dwell on, or either I that's can try true. to go forward, and that's what I'm going to do. Life goes on. And I do still have the Southern Heavyweight title, of which, uh, you know, if I don't, if I don't forget about the uh, world title, I, I may not have this very long with people like Killer Carl Krupp back in the area. And uh, you see, Jimmy Hart, I don't know where he found Killer Carl Krupp. Just a quick note, uh, February 22nd, it, it, I doubt it will be any, I doubt it will be referenced here. February 22nd, 1984, Jumbo Saruda defeats Nick Bockwinkle to become the new AWA World Champion. That's ugly. But anyway, I want Hart to realize and I want Krupp to realize that I have a score to settle with Killer Carl Krupp because back when I had my leg broken, Killer Carl Krupp ran roughshod over everybody in the area and I had an opportunity to make a comeback at that time. My leg I was about 90% healed and I foolishly at the time, went in the ring with, with Krupp too soon, Remember it and too he well. did a number on the, my leg and put me back out for about another three months. Yep. Well, Krupp, I'll tell you what, brother, I don't forget. I'm just like an <laughs> elephant. You see, I got a heck of a memory, brother, and I remember that ugly mug of yours, and I remember it sitting when I sit laid up with that broken leg, and I'm going to remember it when I get in that ring with you Monday night. And if you think for one minute with that little pea brain of yours that you're going to walk out of there with this Southern Heavyweight title around your waist, you got another thing coming, jerk, because I'm going to do something that may seem impossible. I'm going to, with my fist, make you uglier than you are now because I'm going to rearrange that face of yours and I'm going to beat you to a pulp. And Hart, I want you to stick that nose of yours close to the ring because I got a little bit of this for you too, jerk and I'll make you look just as ugly as them mugs you manage. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, Jerry, I think you hit a nerve, and the folks would like to see that done. Lawler and Killer Carl Krupp for the Southern Heavyweight bout, one of the Night of Champions with no increase in price. Dutch going right back at him into the ropes. Shoulder puts Savage down. Dutch
Joe. We've seen footage of Dutch Mantel versus Randy Savage. Dutch Mantel wearing uh, red singlet, red boots. Macho Man wearing uh, light blue trunks, red boots. Back over by Savage, down goes Mantel. So a look. Oh, shot behind the referee's back. Paul Morton's our referee. Macho Man's on the top rope. Dutch Mantel's on the outside. Oh, double axe handle from the top to the outside. Holy moly. Back in the ring. Oh, a lovely uh, slingshot close on there by Savage. Up to the top rope. Top rope inside. Oh, but Dutch catches him. Dutch catches him in the gut. Right hand by Dutch. And again. Savage is down. Goes for a atomic drop, does Mantel, and hits it. That's Mantel. Sorry, Savage goes face first into the. Dutch Mantel is on the outside, he's halfway down the aisle, but Randy Savage has got hold of his hat. Hat. Oh no, stomps the hat. In comes Mantel. Mantel and Savage are brawling on the inside. I don't know. I don't know why Mantel went down the aisle. I don't know. Because it's because it's clipped. So I don't know what's going on. Sided up by Savage. Shove off by Mantel. Shadow toggle goes down. Mantel off the ropes comes Savage over the top. Over the dead. Schoolboy boy Mantel. One, two, three. Jesus Christ! What? Cow? What the fuck is that about, Morton? Fuck. time limit no disqualification match because that's the only way you won it last week and I don't take kindly to people messing with my equipment or my property and that's exactly what you did now this is a hat I've had for several years right here and I wear it on occasion but you showed a total lack of respect Savage when you stomped it right in the mat and I'm gonna say one thing since you've laid your filthy stinking hands and foot on it I'll never wear this hat again baby that hat will go in the garbage can because I'm not gonna touch it but Savage, I want you to bring Monday night, I want you to bring that big macho reputation. One more time is all I want. One more time you bring it into Memphis. And one thing also bring, bring that Middle America belt and bring that old, ancient, stinking old man of yours, baby. Bring him in there. And when I win that belt, 
I want you to take him and that old man and get in that old Mercedes that's about 150 years old and haul it out of town because I want you out of my hair and out of my life. I've held that belt before, and I fully intend to get it back. Savage, you show up Monday night because I'm going to come looking for you, and when I'm looking, I usually find somebody, and I'm going to find you Monday night, macho. You show up. I'll be there, baby. Well, I don't think it comes as any surprise when I tell you that Dutch Mantell has a habit of doing what he says he's going to do, and that's going to be interesting to see. One thing about it, it will be one whale of about two tough guys, Macho Man and the Dutchman. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen, we have just watched the 14th and 7th of January 1984. We have just completed... 1980, well, we haven't completed 1984, but we've stepped in. We are now fully immersed into 1984, and we are now fully immersed here on the WrestleCopia Network. So, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you have enjoyed this uh, first show of 1984. For those of you who are new on the WrestleCopia Network, that's uh, we've been covering uh, numerous matches because of the footage that I've got. Um, it's all been basically promos. But from next week, we go full on in. We go fully immersed. We go... Let me just double check while I'm here. We will be fully immersed next week. One of the teams 51 minutes. So we're going to be getting matches. Let me just have a quick scroll. Oh, yeah, we've got in-ring action. We've got in-ring. Yeah, we've got lots. We've got in-ring action. We've got some new faces. There's only one match. But... There's a, yeah, so it's a bit longer, but there's only one match. But we're now going to be getting in, so we're going to be uh, a lot more how we used to be back in the olden days. But anywho, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for your support. Thank you very much for your new support over there on the WrestleCopia Network. Please do not forget to follow us on Twitter, at Old Bakery Pro. You can also find us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash at MemphisCast. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash MemphisCast gets you some merchandise, if you so wish. Um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much to the fine folk of Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you very much to Jerry Jarrett, Lance Russell, and Dave Brown. And until next time... Adieu.